You're tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. Good afternoon and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock on a beautiful Thursday afternoon. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? I was talking to you. Oh. I was talking to the audience or people. I was connecting, Bear. That'd be a giving first. A, giving them an earworm. Sorry. I'm just starting out so combative for me? Yeah. Crest back me up here. I haven't been combative all today. We've been having a pleasant pre-show meeting in here. Pre-show meeting. <laughs> the the pre-show run th- read through, the script read through. Yeah, we uh we've got a uh, we've got a thing we do every day before you get in here. It's true. Yes. Our daily affirmations. We must not fail. You, you hold hands and pray together, dear oh. Lord, please. No. Give us the strength to put forth a good show this afternoon on the program. I think we should do that. You know, the Beach Boys, Brian Wilson did that before, during the making of Pet Sounds. The Beach Boys would get together and pray for uh, the Lord to bless them. Did you see where Brian Wilson's wife passed away this Yeah, week? I don't think he's going to look like he's handling it well. No. Uh, we have a daily what, reading. Hold on. What, what were they praying for that the, uh, the wrecking crew would... Uh, play incredible, so everybody across oh, the world would a, think that they were. I mean, Pet Sounds was like a full orchestral effort, and then they did the singing for it. You've seen the picture where they like stand around the microphone. Yeah, and, I mean, they did their vocals, but they didn't play the instrument. Let's uh, let's not pretend like the vo- like the Beach Boys vocals are. And I don't want to get too far in the weeds here, but those are intricate, to put it mildly. Let's not pretend they're intricate. Or they you have they are? pretend they're not. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're some yeah. of the most amazing vocals oh, it, ever it, written. Incredible. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, aren't they kind of like a barbershop quartet, basically? They took it to no. the next level. I mean, there's there's a little Barber, bit of that. But barbershop were, quartet on steroids. They're a rock and roll band that played their instruments, and then they wrote a an amazing. Are are you like you're just trying to trigger me right now? Are, are Beach Boys slander? That's how you want to start. You you say that I, I can't connect with the audience, and now you want to insult the great Brian Wilson, whose wife not, just passed away this week. Not insulting That's where Brian. you want to start. That's where you want There's to start. There's a difference between Brian and the Beach Boys. Dennis Wilson, uh, Mike Love. I mean, these guys uh, are all very talented they, individuals. They were talented singers, incredibly talented oh singers. God. Yes. Okay. Okay. Read the liner notes on the records, dude. Listen, you don't you don't have to. You're, you're talking to a Beach Boys aficionado here. You then, don't, then you, you should don't have know to that they me. played zero yeah. instruments on any of their records. That's not true. You can go back. No, no, just 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 stop. Just stop, okay? You're like Danny White. You're you you are so angry right now. You, you want to take it out on me like a and wild try and man. drag and me down? And, calm. Oh yeah, you're, you look you're, fantastic today, Chris. Thank you, Bear. You're welcome. It's good to see you, Tucker. You too, Bear. You can go on with your show now, Russ. Thank you, Bear. I, I appreciate that. 
We do, despite the uh, first couple of minutes, have a good program lined up for you here this afternoon. Trey Wallace of Outkick is going to join us live from Mobile, his old stopping grounds. He's covered the Senior Bowl down there this week and has some thoughts on Tennessee and the latest NCAA situation they find themselves in. And uh, Christopher Gabriel, KMJ Fresno, is going to be joining the festivities this afternoon. I bet he'll be calm, measured, and reserved in his response. I wonder what he'll talk about. <laughs> uh, Lady ball basketball, probably. Yeah, yeah. Pitchers and catchers reporting here soon. Um, Danny White today issuing a statement towards the NCAA as Tennessee's obviously coordinated, uh, easy for me to say, assault on the NCAA and everything that's happening this week continues. Very interesting. You know, I mean, if you think they're flying by the seat of their pants making this stuff up, like you have the Dondi statement almost as soon as the story breaks on Tuesday. You have the lawsuit filed yesterday. You have Danny White coming out with a strongly worded statement today. I mean, Houston, you and I were talking before the show. What's next? Uh, They've got something planned. It feels like we can be expecting some sort of incendiary statement from somebody tomorrow around lunchtime. Well, I mean, Tom Mars also put out a a strongly worded statement, and then I just saw on social media where – Jackson Lampley suing the NCAA? Yep, he's added a... Uh, oh, he's added his name. Yeah. Uh, like, basically a character witness. Yes. Hmm. Here's but what no, Danny t- White... Tomorrow I'm going to be a little rat going up to the button like, what's what's today, <laughs> fellas? <laughs> Give me another hit. Uh, here's a statement from Danny White today. The NCAA generally does not comment on infractions cases. So snarky right off <laughs> yeah, of just, I'm going to say exactly what they always say. Oh, love it. The NCAA generally does not comment on infractions cases because there is a rule against it. However, that has not stopped them in the past from leaking information to the media as they did this week about us. Their actions made this ill-conceived investigation public and forced us to defend ourselves. It is clear that the NCAA staff does not understand what is happening at the campus level all over the country in the NIL space. After reviewing thousands of Tennessee coach and personnel phone records, NCAA investigators didn't find a single NIL violation. So they moved to the goalpost to fit a predetermined outcome. They are stating that the nebulous, contradictory NIL guidelines written by the NCAA, not the membership, don't matter and applying the old booster bylaws to collectives. If that's the case, then 100% of the major programs in college athletics have significant violations. This is obviously silly and not productive, as is blaming the membership whenever they are challenged. We need to be spending our time and energy on solutions to better organize college athletics in the NIL era, something the NCAA leadership failed to do back in 2021. Student athletes, prospective student athletes, coaches, and administrators across the country deserve better. And I refuse to allow the NCAA to irrationally use Tennessee as an example for their own agenda. Danny White today, in a statement released online and across social media platforms. Does uh, the moving goalposts, uh, that strikes me as, I mean, it was something that Adam had said yesterday. If they found nothing wrong with any of the coaches or, or players, it, 
It just sounds like they're trying to go after the collective. I, I think that's try, how they're trying to hurt the schools is to get them divested. Time for spore. Yeah. Oh, I was working on it last night. Carve out a little job for myself on there. Houston, Tucker Harlan, any, any thoughts on Banner Dan's statement today? He's not calling a buddy, he's, by the he, way. He's not Banner Dan anymore. He's Hammer Dan today. Oh! Well Good done. Good one, Tucker. I was wondering if we'd get this from him. As feisty as he is, I mean, he did just come after poor, was it Orange Punch last week? Yikes. But he's, in situations like this in the past, he's been very reserved, very modest, calculated, mostly quiet. Yeah. He he just came out with the chopper fully loaded today. Let it spray, Houston, he did. That's him, Dondi, the Attorney General, everybody else involved. We in, haven't heard from Randy Boyd yet, have we? He tweeted out. He yeah. said something. Just he basically just support, not a statement. A l- yeah, little, no. little, yeah, a little not, endorsement. Not as, not as no, it, it was a fairly long tweet, just endorsing the leadership at the University of Tennessee. Mentioned Plowman, mentioned Danny. Yeah, just saying, like, this is this is the best leadership you could ask for in a situation like this. Now, I will say, first of all, in Danny White's defense over the incident last week, can you imagine waking up every morning if you're, if you're Danny White, clicking on social media, and it's just an endless stream of just – I, I, I already forgot the, what day. was the 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 thing about the student this section. Is, yeah, day three oh, of feels me. like years ago. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so who's happiest over there that all this stuff is uh, is Kelly Harper or Rick Ooh. Barnes from last the other night? No, nah, probably Kelly. Kelly Harper, one hundred percent. I don't think anybody's happy about this. I, I don't think they 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 want to be dealing with this. And I want to ask the fan base this afternoon the question, and, and we got open lines here in hour number one. If you want to jump in here, go ahead and take a shot now. How concerned are you about what we know, which granted isn't that much more than what we knew Tuesday when this story broke? Like We still haven't seen the notice of allegations. We don't know exactly what the NCAA is alleging. It certainly seems like Donnie Plowman is, is – uh, claiming that uh, a lack of institutional control charge, she did mention those words, is is coming. Which I mean, that's a, that's about as serious as it gets. Um, so how worried are you? Because you you hear from some people who aren't very worried at all and think this will be laughed out of court, as most NCAA involved lawsuits have been the past couple of years and then you hear from some people who say well you know this isn't like those other cases in the NCAA might you know have a little bit of a leg to stand on in which as, as opposed to these other cases when they they have literally been laughed out of court including nine nothing in the Supreme Court of the United States I'm on uh, my biggest concern right now is how how hard uh, is the NCAA going to play it? Because mm-hmm. right now, they could charge us as lack of institutional control. The one that you know makes me wake up in a cold sweat is repeat offender. Yeah, and there's some people even further out on the extremes that yeah you know, they're on the list. They were talking about the death penalty. Oh well, that is. 
that is so – I know people are having fun piling on Forty and uh, Wetzel and, and those guys for, you know, whatever they said about Nico last night. And, I, like, I don't I, – I just don't care what the, what they have to say about anything. And, like, this show, like, we're going to – we're going to make fun of somebody for purposely mispronouncing somebody's word and uh, name and, and, and being silly like that. I, I'm not going to go there. But, like, I thought – I did think that those guys were seriously, serious Big J journalists, particularly Wetzel and, and Forty, or at least they pretend to be. And for them to so obviously clickbait title their mm-hmm. podcast – Tennessee death penalty, which they know is not going to happen. You and I know ain't going to happen. It's never going to happen. The NCAA said that's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not even on the table. There's no world in which anybody in college athletics ever gets the death penalty. Again, it's just not happening. So I, I did think that was that was pretty low by their standards. I didn't expect it from Wetzel. Did you, HK? I don't know enough about Wetzel. They're all on the list. I think I've blocked all of those. I haven't is blocked them. Was Wetzel on the list? Yes. He is uh, now, if he wasn't. about Ross Dellinger? He, he was there. He, he didn't, didn't exactly anything. hop in. I'm, I'm giving Ross a little bit of a pass. What made me so frustrated was the fact that I have ever let those guys make me mad. That was the biggest <laughs> group of dorks that, that yeah. trot themselves out there as high-integrity, big J. And I'm just like, this is this is these guys? We know that, guys. But the thing that worries me, what makes people, especially Pat Forty, dangerous is there's most people, like casuals, Yeah, they don't understand that he's, he's so far off the reservation yeah. now. I mean, he's, I, I, he's got, I don't. I mean, what I, his agenda is? I mean, did he? Did Tennessee fans really get that far under his skin? There are degrees yes. to the list. Okay, there are degrees to the list. Dan Wetzel is on the list. Tim Brando's on the list. Uh, Joel Klatt's on the list. Okay, those guys. Uh, but so is Dan Wolken and Pat Forty. Those guys are in a They're class. They're tier by the, one. They, yeah. they are so obsessed with Tennessee and Tennessee fans because we've been so mean to them. Like they just they see orange everywhere. They would never admit it, but they so yeah. obviously do. They're so obviously biased towards well, anything Tennessee, and they're not really like that with with any other school. And I know it's because we've been mean to them. But part of being a Big J journalist is you don't get rattled by any of this. You just have blinders on, and you just pursue the facts, just the facts, just the facts. It's like that's one of the things I admire about our guy Adam Sparks. That's what I was getting ready to say. Is like, and he said this before. Like he just doesn't care about the the bar, and people are throwing barbs at him, saying mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you're just you're just bound down to the NCAA, blah blah blah." And they're like, "No, he's not. Like he's he he's just trying to decipher what's true and what's not, and and he ignores." All that stuff, uh, these those guys can't do it. They they just can't do it. And like, I mean, Pat Forty, like, has anybody has that guy ever smiled? Has he ever cracked a joke? Has he ever had any fun at all? You he, talk about just a miserable, sad. He giggled sack of last a, night when he was making fun of <laughs> Nico's last name. It was the saddest, most angry giggle I've ever heard. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to pile on him for that, but like, I'm the last person on the planet that could ever say anything to anyone about getting a chuckle. Well, no, I guess it's just time and place. Like, you've just spent the last two days writing articles about him. The guy's been one of the most, you know, notable college players in the game for a year, one of the highest profile recruits. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, Rico, Nico, Chico, 
I'm a Lama Bolo. Like, it, I'm I don't a know. They just, it just felt like they were five year olds. Like, it was embarrassing. Yeah. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the show this afternoon, 546-8200. Yeah, we got a big one lined up for you. Trey Wallace coming up, Christopher Gabriel in hour number three this afternoon. Open lines right now. You want to jump in. Now's the time. Let's go ahead and load it up. Take your shot. What do you think about this? Are you worried about the big bad NCAA coming to town, or is Tennessee about to put the death knell to the NCAA we discuss with you when we continue next. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Stay with us. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Let's go to the phones, 865-546-8200, your number. Get on the show. Oh, 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 first, before we do that, before we do anything, let's go to the Fan Run Breaking News Desk. Breaking news from the SEC in baseball. Kendall Rogers, D1 Baseball, reporting that beginning in 2025, the SEC will institute a conference tournament format for baseball that will include all 16 teams in a single elimination format. The top four seeds in the tourney would get a double bye in the format as well. Okay. Hmm. So we know they're they're staying with the ten series schedule, right? Thirty games, ten series. Yeah. And and now we know the the tournament format. Could you kind of like this change? Could you imagine if Mississippi State has another terrible year like they did the last couple in twenty twenty five? They're the sixteenth seed and then they go in and win it all, <laughs> and suddenly they're in the tournament. Hey man, it could happen. It could happen. SEC baseball. If you win the crazy. SEC baseball tournament, that automatically qualifies you for the for NCAA. It should. Are you sure about that? Are you? No, that's why I'm asking, you know, the one person here who's supposed to come up with the right answers because I'm incapable of it. Well, it's like that in basketball. I I know we got to get to the phones. I've just been sent something on Twitter that we're going to need to pay attention to. Read it on the air then. (laughs) Gerald Mincy. I oh, I got a whole thing about Gerald Mincy. Is this about Mm. yesterday? No, he's. He's uh, he's still he and Waffle House are getting into it. He's popping off. All right. All right. Well, should I do it now? No, 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 no. Oh, are you fired up? You're I'm, right. I'm kind of fired up. I don't want to let the moment pass. I think I'm thinking about a new segment on the oh. show. Wow, it, 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 it came to me. Hey, I, I think we call this segment this freaking guy, <laughs> Gerald Mincy. This freaking guy. I mean, really? He He's getting on Twitter right now, coming down our fan base, talking about he's going to come in kneeling and punch Tennessee in the mouth? We're in this Kentucky freaking blue. guy. Really? This freaking guy? The guy we took out of Florida, we gave him, we handed him our starting job. Left tackle on team that went 11-2, won the Orange Bowl, and... All he was was a headache off the field, getting into it with teammates, with coaches, completely undependable. He got pulled over and arrested, right? This freaking guy? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And then in his second season, we we move him to right tackle. The position 
where the guy who had that position before was just the number 10 overall pick in the NFL draft, and he doesn't want to play, he's too good for that position. This freaking guy, this freaking guy, Gerald Mincy. And then when he finally does buy into it, like four games into the season, after he's already caused a massive disruption, he finally buys in, we're going to start him on the road at Swamp, uh, Florida in the Swamp. What does he do? Goes out and gets popped for weed. Weed. This freaking guy. This freaking guy. And then he wants to hold up Tennessee for some more NIL stuff. Goes out there, finds out there the market ain't exactly what Gerald Mincy thought it was going to be for Gerald Mincy. He goes to Kentucky. And now he wants to talk trash. Talk about he's going to come in here and smack Tennessee in the mouth, this freaking guy, Gerald Mincy, I'm about tired of this freaking guy, okay? So, Gerald Mincy, you can GTFO. Oh. We've been talking about well, every year. Every year, Kentucky talks about they're going to come and kneel and smack. Every year, this is the year. They're going to finally beat us. And it never freaking happens. And now you want to go up there and talk your smack, bump your gums, this freaking guy, Gerald Mincy, GTFO. You think he hangs out with that tight ends coach of theirs? They got to be good buddies. <sighs> Vince Merrill? Yeah. I know we're not supposed to attack kids. Oh, he's a player. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever, man. I'm tired of this freaking guy, Gerald Mincy. Well, he just came after uh, John. Uh, yeah. I mean, he posted, I guess. He posted uh, a shot of the Alabama game where Campbell got beat on the strip sack, and it's like it's done professionally. I guess it's like typed in um, strip sack for the game. LOL, you suck. I feel bad for my little bro this year. I feel bad for you because <laughs> you play for Kentucky. You used to play for Tennessee. Now you play for Kentucky. You tell me who's winning and who's losing. Have fun trying to block James Pierce. He also said something about bringing back the standard to Kentucky, which I just find fascinating. <laughs> what standard? standard? That's what I'm asking. It, it's it's Kentucky. They If they beat us for 75 years in a row, they would just get it to 500 in the series. All right. Your thoughts, 86 – I'm sorry, I had to get that off the mic. I mean, no, this fine. freaking guy, I'm tired of it. Tried not to say anything. Tried to just let it go. We don't attack kids, players, college athletes. That's not how we do – but uh, I just can't anymore with this freaking guy. I mean – This freaking guy. Freaking guy. Jamie is next on the drive or first, as the case may be. What's up, Jamie? Get us started here. Let me be the first to say I'm a big fan of the new segment. I think you should uh, I like it, this freaking guy. When you say GTFO, though, is it the same as GTFOH? Yeah. Or is it go yeah, the Yeah, we just, we just left here out. It's just get the bleep out. Yeah, get out now. <laughs> so, yeah, if he wanted to punch us in the face, he should have done it from a platform other than Kentucky. And as far as their standard, I believe they're right at it. Uh, about four, four, <laughs> yeah. five losses a year. Oh, we we are intimately familiar with the standard, Gerald. Yeah, 
<laughs> Gerald, I love it. Can't wait to see you in the shiny blue, bro. Uh, it's good, uh, and I'm glad you get to do it in our stadium. Well, and and think about this, Jamie. Like it, the the only worry about Kentucky is that we overlook them, right? Yeah. Ain't no chance of that now. They will have no, our no. full and complete attention oh, yeah. when they come up in here. Yeah. Well, well done, Gerald. Um, you nerd. Um, so. First of all, guys, happy uh, Black History Month to everyone. Right? You too, bud. I mean, it's a it's a leap month. Oh, my goodness. Um, Russ, before I get into what's going on over on the Hill, uh, I've been listening on the podcast this week because I've been busy. And uh, I heard you giving my boy Jake, the government issue Jake, a little hard time about his name being on the show. And with the app being down right now for repairs, I have to listen through TuneIn, and the drive has a moniker that says, The Drive with Russell Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is it. Ain't no bear. Ain't no Houston. Well, it's mm. been almost eight years since I've been That's on the show, but normally I would take any opportunity to take a just completely gratuitous cheap shot at Russ. But Please do. Russ also... Yeah. A little bit lazy about some some things. If if, if something doesn't matter Let's, and it really doesn't, we also got to remember that Russell's name is not on the logo, unlike the GI Jake show. That's true. Plastered all over. Thirteen years. Thirteen years in the business, Jamie. You know what? Thirteen years get you. Get you your name on the damn show, Jake well, Miller. You heard it, Jake Miller. Like just rolled out of bed. He he's been here for what two <laughs> months now? Two months now, and he's ro- running around talking about. The the Jake Miller show, the GI Jake show. This freaking yeah. guy. He's, uh, he's only got like see. Does he? I don't even know. Uh, I mean, it's it's a mere matter of months of seniority on his on his team, <laughs> on his co-host and producer. I, and I don't know who the co-host and who the producer is, but I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, hear you. <laughs> I, I I don't. I like the Blitz, but I digress. Go ahead with your call, what? Jamie. What blitz? Do, do we even have the blitz anymore? Get blitzed. I don't know. I'm missing that. I miss that window, man. I'm having to listen to absolute garbage down the dial. And uh, I'll tell you what, one thing. It, it, it's uh, it definitely yeah. Um, I do. I do flip it back and forth. I do want to hear. I do like to hear. I'll I'll, I'll cringe and you know to get the, my local sports, but um, it is tough to sit through, man. It makes you. Respect fan run even more, man. So, hats off to you fellers. But, um, um, so my whole takeaway from this, and I've been listening to you all ever since the it, it rolled out, I guess, on Monday or Tuesday. But, um, and I've been listening to a lot of different perspectives on it so I can make my own opinion. Um, and my opinion is what the hell are we doing, even giving them any damn thing to come after us for? when we're still in their crosshairs. What the hell? What kind of leadership is that? I mean, I I understand the the, the email that, that Donde sent out got us all, you know, yay, Donde, yay. But I'm thinking, why are you, what, what are you doing? Well, what are, what is it that we've done? The same thing you know, that everybody else is doing, Jamie. Well, we can't be doing that right now, Bear. <laughs> we're still in the crosshairs. Why? Mean, they're still, not, you know, it wasn't against the rules. So, so that... So we got nothing to worry about. That's just not what I'm hearing, though. I'm not. I didn't say that. But it, it it's not like Tennessee 
was acting irresponsibly. Why? Why are we worried? Okay. This, this stuff. Go, it's going to court. When has the NCAA you, ever, ever been successful in court? I'll tell you why I'm worried, Russ. Is because they've already shown they'll lay down on their backs and, and put their belly prone to the NCAA. Is what worries me. But you're. I, I don't understand. You're you're castigating Dondi and fans for reacting the way they did. But then you're you're worried that we're gonna let, like it. They're clearly not gonna do that this time. I will. We'll see. I, we were all. We there was a lot of us, Russ, that were under the impression they weren't gonna do it this most recent time with the Pruitt stuff. Well, listen, man. I, I think every situation is different, and you do whatever you can to put your programs in the best situation at the time, and yeah. they were vindicated. With the way they, uh, there were a lot of people that said, "Yeah, they they should play hardball over the Pruitt stuff," and, and they didn't. They they did right. something that not many people have done, and they were vindicated because they basically they got off with a slap on the wrist, a couple of scholarships, right? Yeah. And so this is different. Like if you took that approach in this instance, then you probably aren't going to get slammed. So like the best thing to do for Tennessee athletics is to put on the war paint. Yeah. Buckle up and, yeah. and, and and go to war, which is exactly what they're doing. And it's something that over, that over years and years of phone calls, James, it's something that you've been begging them to do forever, which was to quit rolling over. Yes. And I, I think I really think the NCAA, and when they went into that, whatever the meeting was, they thought that Tennessee was going to do what they always did, which is roll over. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, right. I really – I don't. I don't know. I think it wouldn't surprise me if Tennessee's response took them completely by surprise. Mm, I hope that's. I hope that's the case. Uh, I hope that's the case. I just. Um, I was listening to another show earlier, and they were talking about how that Nico got a free flight over here to play a flag football game up at Farragut, and I'm like, you can't be doing that. Um, I mean, unless unless. Who cares? I don't care. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't Who care. the hell cares? I don't care. I just don't. I, I'm all about. I think we've got the right footing right now. We've got the right head coach, and that's the first time you've heard me say that since Lane Kiffin. And I feel like you know, I, I just I'm tired of these stumbling blocks. Every time we get a you know a head of steam moving forward, uh, you know, next thing you know, here here's this NCAA crap again, and and it's irritating. It just it's uh, I'm just tired of it. I, I am uh, I am happy with the response. I just hope that's the way they ha- I hope that's the way they go forward with it. Is the get the hell out of here? Oh, they're, they're not rolling over. They're, they're not rolling over because to roll over would be suicide, and they mm-hmm. ain't committing suicide. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, you mm-hmm. can say they rolled over for the Can't Pruitt stuff, now. but I mean, it was all with the a means to an end. It was all because they they that's how. We can get rid of Pruitt. I mean, it was really genius when you look back on it. It's like, we can get rid of this guy, not pay him a buyout, and get off for the stuff that we we're going to have to face the music on anyway by yeah. just mm-hmm. serving him up on a silver platter. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't have mm-hmm. done that if, if if he was good. They probably would have fought for it if he was having well, success. That, and he was so, him and his, his Niedermeyer and all the rest, they were so sloppy yeah. that it, it wasn't going to be hard to put it all together. So it was going to come out. Would you all agree, though, if they they had it to do all over again, the best way to handle that would have been to also fire Fulmer with cause? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish I knew what it was that they all see in that guy, man. He's done – 
he's done more shoveling dirt on our program than he's done anything. I mean, he took over a team that was championship level and took us and gave us a t- our only title in a hundred years. You know, going on a hundred years, and um, and I appreciate that. I just the the man did a lot to uh, to to stick us in the yeah. hole though, and. And they could they had the opportunity to uh, tell them, hey man, thanks for thanks for screwing this up again. You're fired, and they didn't. But um, that's all I, that's all I had. I get a little long winded because I hadn't talked to you guys all week. But uh, interesting times. It's ne- you can never take a day off around these here parts. Um, I'll let y'all go, and I'm interested to hear what everybody else has got to say about it. Y'all hang in there. Thank you, Jamie. I, I appreciate it. I think it's pretty much the only misstep yeah. and misjudgment that Dondi Plowman has made and Randy Boyd in, in their tenure here as, as Tennessee's leadership was. And I, I think it was just they they misread the room. I, I think in, you know, three years removed from Shiano Sunday, I think they saw Coach Fulmer as this, uh, you know, huge figure mm-hmm. in, in Tennessee athletics that the fans would just, that we were going to riot if, if they were mean to him or anything. Yeah. And they didn't realize that – we totally would have understood, not only understood, but like, it's we like, yeah, kind of expected like, it kind of needs to happen. And yeah. hindsight has only made that more evident. I, I think if they had it to do over again, they would have canned him to yep. do it. And he yep. wouldn't have been on that stage in three sport coats <laughs> and, a, and a windbreaker talking about how good the recruiting was. Yeah. I mean, I love coach Fulmer. Always will. Sure. Appreciate him for everything. You know, he was a horrible athletics director, terrible athletics director. <laughs> he made a couple of, of, of big mistakes in this the one with Pruitt, you know, I was mad. I was mad at Coach, but that doesn't mean you you stop appreciating him or, you know, what he did for the university. But they totally should have fired him for cause. Eight six five five four six, eight two zero zero. Your number to get on the show here this afternoon. Just get him in the court, man. Just get him in the court. I think the more states you can get on board with this as well, the more – I'm stunned Florida hadn't jumped you know, in it, yet. It's cool that Jackson Lampley uh, found time from uh, practicing his theatrics to put his name on on this list. That's a great Tennessee, and you watch your mouth. I, I, Whoa. I, all I said was – Theatrics. Great, great, that yeah. man's been hurt, Russ. Those are serious injuries. Oh, yeah. I meant to theatrics. I meant to say rehab. Time, time out from his <laughs> r- lengthy rehab process. That's what I meant. I'm just to glad say. he's healthy enough to get on a phone yeah. call. But they, to your point, they, they it's going to look a lot better. About five or six more states. But now I wonder if the NCAA is going to slow play the other ones that are in the hopper because they know as soon as they start this with. I mean, the whole. I think part of the reason is. And that's why I'm surprised Florida hadn't jumped yet because they're obviously getting investigated for the Jaden Rashada thing. Well, that's why if if I'm the Skirmetti guy or Randy Boy Dondi, I'm, I'm on the phone with my my counterparts in in other states saying, "Hey, you need to go ahead and get in front of this. Join us now because they're so coming for you. you so, yeah, so you don't have to go through what we're going through right now. Just go yeah. ahead and nip this in the bud yeah. because it it kind of sucks. It's no fun." And you can save yourself a lot of heartache and a lot of money, by the way, if you go ahead and, and put your name on it. We'll do all the heavy lifting. This lawsuit's filed in East Tennessee. We'll, we'll get it done for you, but there's strength in numbers, and um, this is in all of our best interest. Which, uh, Houston, did you ever figure out which circuit they filed it in? Mm-mm. 
That'll be really interesting. Quick timeout. The drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up in just a mere matter of moments. Titans making some coaching hires. Saw where uh, Brad Bohannon from the from Alabama. <laughs> yeah, he got his show called uh, about seventy eight years. Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> there's a lot more involved there too. That's just scratching the surface. Or is that is this on the top four? Tell me, we've got a. Brad, oh, Brad Bohannon is in the top four. All Don't right. worry. All right. Don't worry. This is going to be good. Uh, stay with us. More Fan Run Radio coming up right after this. The Drive. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. It's just one of those days. Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology. This is why I'm not freaking out about losing to South Carolina. Because you lose to South Carolina. Oh, my God, the sky's falling. We're going to follow the top ten. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. How, how, How far do you think Tennessee fell in Joe Lenardi's latest seed list that he put out yesterday? Oh, uh, maybe we're, one we're spot. The, we're the number five seed overall. Two uh, spots. Maybe number seven seed right now. We we fell one spot. To number six. To the, to the number six seed. You're, you're still a two seed in in the bracketology. We'd Who, be playing, who's the one now? Because we were with Houston, correct? In, in our – yeah, we're with, still with Houston. Oh, okay. In, so what quad is – South Carolina's a quad one, right? If they weren't, they will be. They should be. Yeah, they will be soon. It's also convenient for Tennessee how all these other top ten teams continue to lose the same week they do. Man, I wanted Purdue how, to go down last night. How good are they? That's or something two that we ago. really. I think we were so stunned, and then we went into the NCAA stuff. But it just real like, how good do you guys think South Carolina is? Top twenty team. I think they're yeah. pretty good. I think they're catching teams by surprise because they're so different than they were last year. I don't think they'll finish as strong as they've started, but their schedule in the SEC actually does get easier down the road. But I don't – I mean, they're I, they're a tournament team. I don't think they're a top-10 basketball team, but they're, they're good. Yeah. Purdue, UConn, Houston, North Carolina remain Lunardi's number one seeds. Did you see – the foul that first of all, did you see Chris Collins get uh, yes tossed with after, what like end. half a second left in overtime? Did you guys see the free throw? Yes, forty six to eight. Unbelievable, it's unreal. <laughs> the one foul that they called on um, Edie's just bull- bulldozing this guy who's like he's probably a big kid. He's like six eight, six nine, something like that, and he's got his hand straight up and and he's just getting bullied back down. And Edie like. Takes one hand, like sticks it through. It should have been a hook and hold. It was. I tweeted it. I was like, that's and, a hook and hold on Edie. And, and he turns and shoots, and they call the foul on the Northwestern guy. You know who's the leader of this whole, you must officiate him correctly brigade. That's our friend Aaron Torres. Oh, Torres is, he's going He's all over it. Yeah, he, he needs to be careful. How, be I mean, careful. I don't know. I, I don't, how, how do you officiate a guy like that? I mean, that, I that know, was, that was a bad. That was a bad call, but Aaron Aaron thinks that he's being officiated properly, or that no, that he he says that it, Aaron says that it, basically to paraphrase what Aaron, Aaron says, it's unfair as hell how Edie the whistle that Edie gets. 
And he, like you just said, he absolutely mauls people. But then again, like when they were playing us by the end of that game and after playing a couple of games in Maui, because I remember saying something to you, um, they showed a shot of him getting ready to go to the foul line, and his arms have welts and whelps and scratches and bruises. I mean, people, you have to because he's so damn big, but you can't let him hook and hold somebody. And then no, I, I, I thought that was a bad call. Like our our game, I remember we were all frustrated with with, but. There was, we had nothing for him. <laughs> like we no. had to foul him. Like it was. I no one I, does. He's he's a unicorn. But that's why it you, you got to get those calls right when when he is grabbing or he's just pulling people over and I don't know, man. They, they ain't calling charges anymore this year. No, they're really not. You think he'll he'll be good in the NBA? No. If he was, he would have gone last year. That's a good point. I mean, I, there's. A place for him, right? I mean, yeah. I, when you say good, I'm saying like I don't think he'll ever be an all star, but I, I he'll be a like a solid bench player, maybe. Yeah, a role player, but not he's not going to be a scoring big because, for a team because you have guys like that who you know it just feels like they were in their prime in like the 1990s, but now you see centers like your Nikola Jokic's who can do it all. Right, Zach, and he, he can't do it all. And yeah, he's not fast well, enough to defend other guys that are 7 foot that can move around the court and and shoot threes and all that. Like he is 8 feet and in, period. Yeah, the nice is kind of when it started shifting. That was when Kobe yeah. and KG and Well, Florida was number 72 in Lenardi's first four out yesterday before they beat Kentucky in Rupp. So that had to be a, a resume builder for them. And it's probably good for Tennessee if you're tracking the conference championship. Florida and Kentucky both now have three conference losses. Tennessee has two. And that puts Tennessee, I guess we're still one game behind Auburn and Bama now. Yeah. Tennessee, keep in mind, is the only team to hold Florida underneath 70 in conference play this year. When's the last time Kentucky won or lost two in a row in Rupp? and Rupp? And have they ever lost three in a row? What are we up against here? I'm sure they have. Um, I, like I don't walking think it into a hornet's nest happened lately. But uh, I mean, you know, it, it was always going to be a hornet's nest. Yeah. Saturday night in Rupp. I mean, it was always going to be crazy. Um, both teams are coming off disappointing losses. Mm-hmm. Tennessee has one extra day of rest to play with well, here rest now. They got and. You know, Kentucky is is a team that their fan base they're they're doing their thing of fifteen and four, five and two in the league. Oh my God, the sky's falling. Uh, Calipari can't get it done. What did he say after the game? He really pissed him off last night. He said he wanted fans to pray for his family because his dog died or something. I don't know about that. He did just you, gave like I some one word like really bad response to the game. Polinski said our guys did have the entire day off yesterday, so they got. Off their feet, at least. And Kentucky went to overtime, too, so a yeah. little extra minutes for them. Well, the fellas needed a rest. They, they did. They going pretty hard. But, I mean, hell, we only played one game last week. True. I thought that was going to be a, you know, there was no reason in the world for us to come out and look like we did the other night. We didn't look that great against Vanderbilt. No. Play around with that. Dude, sometimes those breaks, they they're not for? good for us. I don't think they're good for any team. They take you out of your rhythm. Am I imagining this Calipari uh, pissing off the fans? Because no, it was on. Uh, I, I saw it. It was on message board geniuses. Hold on, let me go find this. Was it real? Twitter.com. Perhaps not. 
Tucker, have you been able to figure out last time they lost two games in a row? I was just trying to look. Two games in a row in Rupp, right? Yeah. Two mm. two games in a row at Rupp. It's been a minute at the very least. I bet it happened during the Billy Clyde era. That'd be my bet. I don't know. Tubby ever lose back-to-back, Houston? All right, this was from Rupp's Rafters last night, thread titled, How does Cal have the audacity to ask UK to pray for his dog after his abysmal coaching tonight? I'm done with Cal's excuses, writes Shadow Man 4, and his second-rate coaching. Is it possible we start a GoFundMe to help come up with some of the money to get his worthless ass out of here? Cal is making UK look like the 10 standard, certainly not the gold standard. Doesn't he have the biggest buyout in college basketball? You know, like a Jimbo Fisher kind man's, of deal? Man's dog is ill, Bear. A little respect, please. I'm just I saying. you were animal guy. Now, do you mean I back-to-back am. games as in no spacers? Like, Yeah, that's what back-to-back means. No, but like you – okay, no, that's not because there's back-to-back home games and there's back-to-back games at home. Also, do you count COVID games in this? Okay, just never mind, fellas. It's a okay, simple so question. It's too, it's too much do they have to play the game sequentially, or do you just mean home games? Because they lost to Vanderbilt two times. I take that back. That was one of them was the tournament. Yeah. But at, I'm still asking the question. I'm seeing in 2009 they lost at home to LSU in Georgia February 28th and March 4th in 2009. It's pretty close to it. Doesn't happen often. No. I would really love to we, be the third. Three in a row. They like won't give this. us Pat Adams again, right? You never know. Are there rules on that? Like you can't have the I, same officials? I did think about that the other night. As mad as I was, I was like, thank God it's against South Carolina. I couldn't have handled Pat Adams and Rupp. You know, I won't watch it. You want to hear something funny? Last night I was just <clears throat> YouTubing it. And stumbled across the clip of, do you remember that game we won at Ole Miss with Grant and Admiral where Grant the, hit a couple late buckets? You know what I'm talking the, about? The trash on the court? Yeah, the trash yeah, on the court. absolutely. And why did they throw the trash on the court? Because they're down one. Uh, Grant scores a bucket with like 10 seconds left. And they get the ball and throw it in. And the guy's going across half court and he tries a, a long three, but – Admiral gets the oh, bang yeah. bang play and they call the charge. Kermit throws the jacket. Kermit throws the jacket. Their fans go ballistic, start throwing stuff on the floor. Grant makes, I think, one of two free throws, and then and then we we held on to win. Do, do you know who called the controversial charge? Was it Doug Shells nope. or Pat Adams? Mr. Adams. I used to got off a referee. <laughs> Pretty good call. I mean, for, for us, us, I don't know wait, if it was a good game. Yeah, we all agree at the time. Uh, set. It was. It was. It was. You can't get any more bang bang than. than Didn't that he play. tee up Rick in a SEC tournament game and we wore the grays? Or he teed somebody up. He just. He has. He has the Teddy Valentine complex. The I got to make at least five minutes of this game about me and nothing but me. Yeah, but TV Teddy is a lot. Uh, better official, it, it, like he's better at his job than Pat Adams is. I actually think if you score him, I feel like I've read this before that Valentine actually is a much better official. The problem is he takes it a little too far and stares kids down. Yeah. And he was at Florida State a few years ago. Joel Berry, with, yeah. yeah, the the turnaround. And he got in big look. trouble for that. Yeah, better be careful doing that with some of these kids nowadays. I know. 
You're not kidding. Well, but catch a two-piece and a biscuit. Coming up, hour number two of the program begins with Tucker's top four at four. You're going to want to hear this Brad Bohannon stuff. It's pretty classic. Alabama had a damn rocket surgeon running its baseball program down there, I tell you. Roll down tide. We'll get you caught up on that. Plus, Trey Wallace joins the festivities live from the Senior Bowl. I hear Bo Nix not doing so well. Hmm. And Mobile. Stay with us. Hour number two of The Drive coming up next on many of these fine fan-run affiliates right after this. The Drive. Hey, guys. It's Logan.